Uh, Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut, January 25th edition of the program. That's a Tuesday, of course. Much to discuss. We have continued COVID madness, of course, fighting back for our basic freedoms here. School masking becoming the front line of so much of the battle here. We'll also discuss the possibility of Russia invading Ukraine. What will we do? Which borders do we really care about? Ukrainian borders, U.S. borders, a lot of illegal immigration in the country. I'll give you those numbers. And then also Joe Biden, who they want you to believe is such a nice guy, calls Peter Ducey a dumb son of a uh, bitch. So just just remember that this is what Joe Biden, the guy who's supposed to bring us all together and be so cuddly and wonderful, what he actually says about people who are journalists when they ask real questions. We're going to break all this down for you. Sorry about the delay today. I had a little bit of an admin issue this morning for those of you who are hoping to listen first thing before the show, but we are up now and running, so appreciate it. On 9-11, our nation changed forever with one of the most vicious attacks on our freedoms and attack on our democracy. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family stability. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now, through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives in line for our country and our communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families. Join Tunnel to Tower on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org, Tunnel to Towers Foundation. So, uh, Freds, we have a situation here with schools and masking that is showing you exactly what we are dealing with when they have the power through government to make you do pointless stupid covid charade nonsense they use it not just unapologetically but forcefully they will arrest people for not doing what they're supposed to do for not providing vax papers for not masking up they'll kick you off an airplane right when they have the power they wield it mercilessly but then when the people say enough your stupid decision-making comes to an end, what do they do? Nullification of the actual system that we have. Oh, sorry, you're the governor of Virginia, and you think that we shouldn't allow masking in school, or shouldn't, rather, mandate masking in school for all children? Um, Loudoun County Public Schools is saying they're just, they're not going to listen to that. They don't care. You have to still mask up, or, or else. Now, this isn't necessarily the official policy uh, school-wide or, I'm sorry, district-wide or, or statewide, but they're bringing suit in the courts, for one thing. The school boards are, yeah. And also, there are reports of schools where they're saying, you have to mask up, and if you don't, they're going to put you in a special room. So you still can get, you can be in the school building, but you go to a special room, like you're some kind of malcontent who's a danger to those around him. This is appalling. Well, it's not surprising at all this is what they're putting us through. For example, Jen Psaki out there saying when asked by Peter Ducey about whether masking up kids should be a should be a question for parents or for public health officials. Here is what Jen Psaki says on schools in Virginia, seven districts representing 350,000 students are suing the state. They're hoping to get a strict mask mandate for students that has been rolled back by the new governor reinstated so who does the president think knows best for students school board members or parents 
Well, the president believes that public health officials have the best guidance on what we can all do to protect ourselves, including teachers, administrators, and students. So there we have it. School administrators can raise their concerns by addressing uh, going to the courts slash just deciding to ignore what the governor says because of public health officials. What public health officials? So, so does Fauci, does Fauci run the state of Virginia? I just want to know, is he in charge? Notice what they do in states where they have a Democrat governor. It's sorry, police powers, plenary powers. The state can do whatever it wants to do on this issue. But when they lose that power because the people have said enough, they go, yeah, we're still going to do it our way. Still going to be mask maniacs. These people are completely out of their minds. It's outrageous the way that they act. It's outrageous what they're doing. They're abusing children. This is child abuse. It is child abuse. Don't don't uh, you know, don't be afraid to say it out loud. What they're doing to children is wrong and abusive and they should be ashamed, ashamed of themselves. But they keep putting idiots on TV. Here's an NYU epidemiologist who's on, I guess, uh, NBC or MSNBC from uh, Dr. Dr. Gounder saying that L.A. schools requiring masks even outside is a good thing to do at this point. Starting today, Los Angeles County schools, they're going to now prohibit students from wearing those cloth masks. Students must wear well-fitted non-cloth masks with a nose wire at all times, including outdoors. Is that a step that more schools should be taking or is that unnecessary right now? We as human beings, we need to learn to adapt so that we will survive COVID. And that does mean, for example, uh, upping our mask game using higher quality masks. And we know that surgical masks do protect even better than cloth masks. So this is a very reasonable move the LA schools are making right now. You know what else would protect really well? Uh, Putting a plastic bag over your head, but there's bad things that happen if you do that. But very effective at preventing transmission. At what point does the idiocy come to its terminus? At what point Are we finally seeing everyone recognize that this is just so stupid? Masking outside? Is she out of her mind? A friend of mine sent me. I mean, this was this was kind of a (laughs) I couldn't believe it. A friend of mine sent me from my own high school. They have the, uh, you know, the, the journal for the school, the newspaper for the school. Basically, I think it comes out once a month or something, the magazine, whatever they call it. And there's the Regis High School basketball players. You know what they've got going on, Mike? They have masks on while they're playing basketball, but but beneath their chin. And, and I'm told that this is so, okay, they don't wear the masks while they're playing because that's too stupid, but they keep the mask beneath, beneath their chin so that when they go in for a huddle, they mask up because this is, is going to stop people from getting COVID. Anyone who says this to your face is a stupid fascist. Anyone who believes in this crap is just beyond salvation at this point. How could anyone think this makes any sense? We've got the the massive failure of the vaccination campaign to stop the spread. And they're still out there saying, oh, there's they just identified another subvariant of Del- of uh, Omicron. Rather, there's an Omicron subvariant out there right now. As of today, another another variant, everybody. What did we learn about this most recent variant? What did we learn about the vaccines protectiveness against infection and spread with Omicron? It's basically a joke. I mean, it's minimal at best. A vaccine that lasts 30 to 60 days is not a vaccine. What else has to be said about this? How much more obvious can it be? But they're still saying, oh, we're going to see more variants. And you know what the problem is? 
not vaccinated enough. Whether this will be the last surge or not, uh, decidedly not so. This will not be our last surge. I think what we're really talking about is when will we get to the other side of Omicron, not to the other side of COVID. Why, do you, why, why don't you think this will be our last surge? We will inevitably see more variants down the line. Uh, we still have not vaccinated enough people in this country to really insulate us from the impact of variants. We're still at about two thirds of people uh, who are fully vaccinated, the remaining third not fully vaccinated. And so that does leave us vulnerable. We can assume that at least uh, every couple of years we will see a new variant. We just keep seeing new variants all the time. So you see what they've done is exactly what we warned about from the beginning, which is now they've set up a circumstance where we have to just keep getting shots forever. They're open about it now. They went from the spring of 2021, get the shot, you're done, no more masks, it's all over. We say, oh, okay, a lot of people said, all right, fine. You know, over, over uh, 70% of adults, I think, now in the U.S., or over, uh, I think it's over 60% of all people, over 70% of adults, over 95% of seniors said, okay. And now they're just saying, yeah, well, it turns out we were wrong about that one. So just get shots forever. Just keep getting shots. How well do the shots work? What are the long-term effects of getting this many shots? I got to tell you, we had an interview today on the Clay and Buck show with Alex Berenson. And I, I, I mean, I got to tell you, he just thinks this whole thing, the whole thing is, is, a complete, is a complete catastrophe right now with this vaccination campaign, how ineffective it's really been. And how can you see this and not feel like he's onto something? Anyway, I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we like to think that we're close to the end of this fight because they must be exhausted with their absurdity and their stupidity. I'm here to tell you they're going to be more like a, a cornered, wounded animal. The Fauciites are going to get crazier. They're going to get more extreme in some of their positions before it, before it gets better because of what's at stake here. They're morons. I mean, what they're seeing is all the stuff they believe, all the stuff they've been doing was a waste of time and idiotic. You think they want to admit that? You think they want people to be able to... They've been sitting around talking about how evil the unvaccinated are, how stupid and evil the unvaccinated are. You think that that's something that they're going to easily walk away from now? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, they want to keep this no matter, no matter what. Are we going to see a Russian invasion of Ukraine? And what are we going to do about it? Questions we're going to be asking every day until we know what the outcome is here. We will get to that in just a moment. If you ever thought about investing in real estate, but you didn't have the time or the expertise to start on your own, you've got to check out my friends at Done For You Real Estate. In fact, I just closed on a Done For You house today. Done For You picked the city for me, helped me walk through why it's a good market, put me in touch with a local team they work with and trust, the broker to get me the house. Uh, I got the loan all set up. I got everything in place. They walked me through every step of the process. Now I've got a management company that's going to get a tenant there, and I've got an investment property that I'm going to grow equity in over time. I'm getting free cash flow every month. You don't have to know about real estate investing. That's the whole point. Done for your real estate will take you through that process, and you'll be a successful real estate investor like me starting out building a portfolio for your retirement in particular. This is long-term, stable real estate investing with great people who will answer your phone call. They'll walk you through every step of it. They're really good guys and gals. Done for your real estate. Go to doneforyoubuck.com to see how this works. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm already, I own two houses now through Done For Your Real Estate. Um, and I own pieces of them that I have in an LLC with, uh, with my brothers, too. So it's a great company, and you should check them out today. All right, what are we doing here on Ukraine? Well, 8,500 U.S. units placed on heightened preparedness. 
Baker. Here's the Pentagon Press Secretary Kirby. I want to provide some facts on these preparations that will reinforce our commitment to NATO and to the NATO response force and increase our readiness. Secretary Austin has placed a range of units in the United States on a heightened preparedness to deploy, which increases our readiness to provide forces if NATO should activate the NRF or if other situations develop. All told, the number of forces that the secretary has placed on heightened alert uh, comes up to about 8,500 personnel. On heightened alert, ready for what seems like an imminent invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Will it be Maskarovka, where they use deception, warfare on a pretext? Oh, they're just sending in Russian troops to this one area to stabilize things. You know, they'll lie about something. Is it that? Or is it a Russian blitzkrieg? Is this tanks, close air support, everything just going in? Airstrikes? We don't know, but they got 100,000 plus troops on the border that make you think Blitzkrieg is, is more and more likely with each passing day. What's actually going to happen here? Well, Boris Johnson has a pretty concerning warning about this. If it were to be a full-scale invasion and then, especially if it was any effort at occupation beyond that, it could be something like, the Russian invasions of Chechnya back in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Here's Boris Johnson. Invading Ukraine from a, from a Russian perspective is going to be a painful, violent and bloody business. And I think it's very important that people in Russia understand that this could be a new Chechnya. Chechnya was a vicious fight, and it was the Russians going in, they said, to clean out jihadists actually is uh jihadists uh, islamic fundamentalists uh terrorists operating on chechen soil but it got a whole a whole lot broader and a lot of really a lot of war crimes committed very very bad stuff going on in, in chechnya a war that very few people in america know of or, or remember um so that's and that's a small country uh that's a small country with maximum i think a million or two million something like that uh, residents here i'll find out for you right now so i i hate ever getting anything wrong on this podcast so i want to make sure i give you the population uh accurately but that's yeah 1.3 million the buckster always nails it let's be honest he off the top of his head i can tell you the population of chechnya without even googling it but i just google it to be sure uh ukraine has about 40 million people so think about what that would look like if they try to actually hold ukrainian territory and also the the ability of insurgents against a much more advanced and much better resourced military, the U.S. military, as we've seen in Iraq and Afghanistan, you're going to hold territory in a country, a large country with um, a a, lar- a serious cadre of fighting men who don't want you there. Good luck. Uh, it, it's a very challenging proposition for the Russians. So it's not clear to me exactly how they're going to play this one. What should be clear to all of us is that the U.S. should not be involved here in any sort of troops any sort of deployment this is not our fight that's not the same thing as saying we don't care or you know ukraine screw it they're on their own but this is not our fight all right we we do not we do not uh have any obligation to protect with american lives the sovereign territory of ukraine sorry and in fact we have our own sovereignty issues i mentioned this to you massive sovereignty issues numbers in from customs and border patrol December border numbers, 178,840 encounters in December of 2021. Um, and the first three months of fiscal year 2022 have seen 518,000 encounters. That's more than double the number from the fiscal year before that.
So we've got a porous southern border. It is wide open. It is a mess. You'd think maybe the elites would spend a little bit more time thinking about that one. Now, we have Peter Ducey getting a lot of attention here. Peter's a good guy, does good work for Fox. Here he is, Joe Biden, saying something mean. Do you think inflation is a political liability ahead of the midterms? That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. He knew he was on a mic there. Now he's saying, oh, it's no big deal or whatever. By the way, it it isn't that big a deal because we don't cry about this. We're not libs. But it's just funny to show you that they're such such hypocrites. I mean, the Democrat media, they act like it's the death of our democracy if someone pulls Jim Acosta from CNN's hard pass from the White House for for a couple of days. And we're all supposed to be crying in the streets about it. And if Trump said anything mean to a journal, it was the death of democracy. And now here we are, and, you know, Biden will call someone a stupid son of a bitch, and he doesn't think twice about it. Peter Ducey had a good attitude about it. Here he is saying that Biden called them, said it was no big deal. I think the president's right. You are a stupid <laughs> SMB. <laughs> yeah, nobody has fact-checked him yet and said it's not true. No one's given Pinocchios for that one. No, but That's how we handle it, friends. Happy warriors. That's what we do on the right. We hold them to account. We get into the battle, but we are happy warriors. We are good people who like to have a laugh, despite all the seriousness out there. Thanks for joining me on the Buck Sexton Show today. Sorry about the delay. Back with you tomorrow at the usual time. Shields high.